Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's Talkin' Ish with your commish. Back from our Memorial Day weekend vacation. Uh, sometimes you gotta take a break, man. I'm busy. You know. Next time you come to my house, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit! Did you guys hire professional fucking landscapers?" And I'm gonna be like, "No. Did it with my own blood, sweat, and tears. Just fucking going ham sandwich." On the old front yard there, trying to make it look presentable. You know, a lot of people in this neighborhood, they hire fucking, you know, people to do their shit for them. Not me. Uh-uh. I'm thinking out shovels, shovelfuls, fucking huge three-foot holes of clay. Because I don't want clay. I want real soil. And I'm replacing, I'm repealing and replacing. Repealing shitty soil, replacing with good soil. That's packed with nutrients and all that great stuff that make your shrubs Nice and nice and green and fucking lo- last a long time. That's what I've been doing. Anywho, how are you guys doing? Uh, how you holding up? This fucking thing's still going on. Uh, I think a lot of people have stopped taking it super serious. Um, but still a serious thing. I understand. Like, life's got to go on, right? But this is what I've been talking about. we got to adapt. Somehow we have to adapt. Me, personally, I'm in a different situation. And I want to address something right out the gates. Um made the decision, I'm not going to go to Maine, and it's nothing against you guys, or anything like that. Um, I know you're going to be safe, I know you're going to practice social distancing and quarantine two weeks before you go, so you'll probably be fine, everything will be great, you're going to have a great time. Just for me personally, I can't, I can't risk it, though it's low risk at this point, in my opinion, um, I just can't risk it. I think in general this virus has turned out to not be what we thought originally it could be, like, catastrophic. Like, it's still pretty fucking bad. Like, 40 million people have lost their jobs over this fucking thing. And people are dying. Almost 100,000 people have died. So it's it's fucking real. It's serious. But I still don't think as bad as we thought maybe it was going to be. But there's still a lot of unknowns. A lot of shit we don't know about this virus. A lot of, uh, you know, facts that I think have proven to be true. One of which is that anyone with a compromised immune system is probably at a higher risk just like they are to get any kind of illness and with this thing just being as contagious as it is and being existent i have too many vulnerable people in my life to take the risk i've been very diligent about not leaving my house unless it's absolutely necessary in most cases that was to get food i've even tried to stop doing that finding like grocery shopper people to come bring us our fucking groceries because I want to be able to spend as much time as I can with my mom in particular because I don't know, God knows, like what the fuck's going to happen with this prognosis. might not have much time. So every minute I get, I got to take advantage of. So that's why I made the decision not to go. I hope at some point we can fucking get me there. Now I'm going to have a kid. It's going to be tough. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, uh, you know, the missus will let me go away for seven days, ten days, two weeks, three months. Who knows? At some point. And listen, it's a real fucking bummer for me. Uh, I'm not happy that I can't 
uh, can't get up there, it's going to suck. All you guys are going to be up there having fun. I hope you have a great time. I hope it's like the best fucking main trip ever. It's probably going to be like a top main trip because of all the shit that's going on. You haven't seen each other in that capacity in a very long time. And it's like unleashing a load that, <laughs> that you've just been sitting on. Party time. Boy time. And you can't put a price on that shit. That shit's really important. And unfortunately for me, I can't do it. But that's, you know, we'll figure it out. Life goes on. And I'm sure I'll see you guys at some point. Once this fucking thing's over, I'm going to throw a fucking huge party. A huge one. Even if I have a kid here, we'll fucking figure it out. The kid will stay up for the party. Even if it's a newborn, we're going to have a party if this fucking thing ends any point soon. Or whenever the fuck it is. It could end in five years. We're going to have a fucking massive party. Just how it's going to be. And you know, this, this thing really fucking sucks for a lot of reasons. Like, it's summer right now, and all I want to do is do fucking summer things. Like, it's really hard for me to conceptualize in my brain that I'm out in warm weather, not able to just kind of be around people. That's kind of what you do in the summer. Summer's the time to kind of congregate, be outside, and fuck around drinking, and, and being at the beach, and all the great things that come with fucking summer. Jesus Christ, like, it's, it's crazy that you go to a place in the summer and you have a mask on. That's fucking wild. But it's I guess it's it's necessary, right? Like that's what we gotta do. Society adapts. Fucking crazy though. It's fur- it's infuriating though for like the normal things that you would have done in your life that you can't do, weddings and funerals and all the other shit. Uh Jen and I are trying to throw a baby shower right now and it's like what the fuck are we gonna do? Have a zoom baby shower? It's fucking stupid. We were gonna do cool like genderless baby shower thing where it's not like oh only girls go we're gonna have like the you know girls and guys come and girls can do the traditional fucking gay shit that they do and then all the guys would party and it'd be great it would have been a great time uh maybe we'll still get to do it who knows who the fuck knows I'm, I'm, I'm holding that hope hope's all we got here people and i know things look grim with all this fucking crazy shit going on not only with viruses and fucking crazy politicians there's fucking all these protests now from the shit that happened, which is, I'm not going to get into it unless you want to hear afterward. I'll, uh, I'll leave that for the after shit because it's political and I, I don't want to go there on the, on the mainstream after hours. That's not mainstream. We can talk about it. So see me then if you want to hear that. This podcast is brought to you by blue land cleaning products. I'm going to tell you about a really cool fucking product that I have been using that I think you should know about if you don't already, if you watch shark tank, you may have seen this product. Uh, Blue Land is a line of cleaning products and cleaning solutions that help to cut down on a lot of waste uh, with plastic and all that other bullshit. But here's my selling point beyond that hippy dippy bullshit. This thing, I think, is economic for you and your home. If you clean a lot like I do, I'm a neat freak. I don't like messes. I go through that cleaning product shit and hand soap and all of the things that you use in your home. Like, every single month I'm replacing it. So, for me, that's a big expense over time, I guess. You know, it adds up. And maybe that's the same for you. Blue Land is a product that eliminates the constant rebuy of a cleaning product solution. So, here's what here's, here's how it works. This is the fucking gist. It's a long-winded thing. This is a really long ad. They'd have to pay a lot of money if they actually paid money. Like, these are really long ads. I'm going into pretty fucking in-depth detail here on their product. And they're not even paying me any real money, just imaginary money that we've made up for the purposes of this podcast. But anyway, back into Blue Land. Here's what it does. It's a glass product that you buy. So you get a glass bottle. And guess what? It's going to last you forever. That's their claim. The bottle will last you forever. 
it is not your traditional uh, cleaning product. So it's not something that you go and you buy it 100,000 times, you buy a case of it, and you have to constantly replace the bottle. You have one bottle that you'll have forever. And what you do is you drop these little tablets into water inside the bottle, and it fizzes, and it sits there, and then all of a sudden you got a great cleaning solution that is environmentally friendly. It doesn't have all that toxins and bullshit that you breathe in from some of these other crazy ones, like you know your more mainstream shit. And it does a fucking pretty decent job of, of cleaning. But here's the best part. You go out and you buy one of those like cleaning products. You're probably going to pay for a, a higher-end cleaning product somewhere in the range, I don't know, of like 5 or $10. Um, you can get three, uh, three, basically three of these tablets, which is the equivalent of three bottles for $6. So $6 for basically three bottles of cleaning solution versus paying that for one bottle. It's pretty good over time so make the initial investment and get the bottles it's like a 29 dollars kit get this cleaning shit fucking works great and if you like that guess what they got hand soap too which is another great thing cheap same concept drop it in the water fucking fizzles up foam soap don't even know how it works looks like a liquid in the bottle comes out like a foam how the fuck does that work i don't know blows my mind it's science blueland.com what are yours today so I wanted to tell you guys, too, about a game I've been playing, um, or a game I played, I should say. I finished it. Uh, that's a little different if you want to change a pace from your typical bang-bang, shoot-shoot. Uh, sometimes, like, I get so frustrated with Call of Duty sometimes, like especially when I'm playing during the day and, like, work and playing multiplayer and I'm getting fucking raped. Like, the other day, I went, like, fucking 2-14. and 14. For the most part, I'm, like, a t- 10-12 to 12 kill average type person. Every now and then, I always, like, fucking kill it and I have, like, 25-plus kills or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, I'm an average player, you know. But sometimes I get fucking wrecked in that game, and I just got to fucking play something different. So I've been playing in a game that's, like, a change of pace. It's not – I don't even think you can really call it a game. It's more like an experience. So I'm going to put it like that. It's like an experience. You get to experience, like, a – it's kind of like a movie or a story that you are a part of and trying to figure out. I don't want to give too much away about the game, so I'm not going to give you any plot details, but I'll kind of tell you how it works. So it's called Her Story. It's actually uh, written by the guy who did the, the the good Silent Hill games, not like the shitty ones, but like the good ones. Um, and basically what you are doing is you're looking through a series of video clips. So it's just kind of like watching YouTube videos, but you're trying to piece together a story of what happened uh, in this investigation through a series of police interviews with the same woman. I'm not going to say any more than that. It's available on PC, some other places. I think you can actually play it on your iPhone or iPad or something. Um, if if you're into that kind of game, check it out. It's pretty fun. Uh, I've been having, I had a great time just exploring something different. It was kind of like, you know, the co- a combination of like video games and Netflix at the same time. You're, it's like an interactive experience. Cool. Different. Try it out. All right, enough of me trying to sell you stuff. Uh, let's go to you. It's a short soundboard today. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of people interested in podcasts as well. That's cool. Uh, we go off to Dave, who is our biggest contributor this week. We go right into Dave's like multiple segments. It's Dave time, baby. Brent, just give it two weeks, dude. Use the keyboard and mouse. Try it out. You'll be amazed how much easier it is to aim and maneuver around. Just try it out, dude. See if it helps your game. Can't hurt. Oh, that last part, I don't know how to take. Can't hurt? Am I that bad? I think I'm decent with the joysticks. Uh, it's just that I've never played with a fucking keyboard and mouse. I don't know how it works, you know? Uh, so I'm trying to figure it out. I am so slowly learning. 
uh, not very comfortable yet. I've been playing a few different games. Uh, like I played Portal. I played through Portal with the keyboard and mouse, and that was I did okay. Like it was frustrating because I would like fucking hit the wrong button like a million fucking times, and like I know with like a joystick, I wouldn't it wouldn't have happened. We got through that game in like fifteen minutes. You know, it took me a lot longer because the keyboard and mouse, but it was a good experience to help me learn because it's about situational awareness and all that shit too with the keyboard. So uh, yeah, I'll work on it, bro. Maybe by the end of summer I'll be there and feel confident to like enter for donks with a, you know, click, click, bang, bang. Let's go back to Dave. Right. What it do, what it be, what it is, how it feels, sunny boy. Good to see you back on the radio waves. I want to see you out there every week, but you know, I know you're busy. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Uh-huh. I'll see you on Verdansk. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been having a good time in Verdansk. Uh, but I'm trying to work on my game, trying out different weapons, uh, experimenting in multiplayer, ranking up different weapons, seeing what I like. You know, that's what it's about. Uh, I'm really excited about how uh, they introduced duos. So now, if you ever want to play, you can pretty much play, whether it's you and yourself, you and Dave. Because most of the time you're playing duos, it's probably going to be you and Dave, if I'm being real with you. Dave's, Dave's the guy who's like, he's the anchor guy in the in the squad. And I think the best player. Dave gets mad kills in the war zone. I'm getting better, Dave. I'm working on it. I'm going to be out there with you, bro. I got to get another dub. Working on it. Solo dub is my dream thing. Because then you know, like, okay, you can play. Like, Jake got the solo dub. Pretty excited about that. Wish I had that. Good work on you. Back to Dave. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to ease up on the whole COVID situation. Um... Spending a lot of time outdoors. And uh, I'm not as scared as I used to be about it overall. Maybe it's ignorant of me, but that's just how I feel. If you're being safe for you and yours, that's all that really matters. That is all that matters. So if you want to lax up, if you're if it's safe for you and your situation, it's fine, man. I, that's like what I think. Like Your freedom is yours. People shouldn't be you know, forced into quarantine. If they don't want to do it, they shouldn't have to do it. If you want to go play golf, you should be able to play golf. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. I get that we got to be safe, so we adapt. Come on. Society will adapt. Back to Dave. Having said that, I will quarantine two weeks before Maine because I'm looking out for others. I meant just the overall psyche of everything. Yeah, man. I mean, I think the fact that you guys are doing that will make everybody feel a little bit better. A little peace of mind for everybody. And I think you're going to have a great time up there. It's a great time to go. Like, in the middle of a pandemic, what's better than going to the fucking woods? Shit. Jealous. King of Jetro, taking us home. What's up, Kamish? King of Jetro, checking in from Fairmount Ave, roof deck, looking out over the beautiful city of Philadelphia, and uh, it's a lot of black smoke kind of wafting around the city. It's protesters, or rioters, I should say, setting shit on fire. Uh, this one looks like it's right around City Hall, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the black smoke's blowing uh, northeast into the great northeast, down to Barbera on the boulevard, dude. But uh, yeah, man, the protests are going on today. I was out on the bike earlier riding around um, by Vine and Broad. There was a police car that was lit on fire. Total inferno. Thing was totally burned out. 
a lot of protesters standing around, a lot of cops, SWAT team, Homeland Security, sheriff, state trooper, everyone was out. Um, but this fire looks different. It looks bigger, and it looks like it's in a slightly different, uh, slightly different location. I would go over and check it out, but I'm drinking a beer on the roof, and I think I'm staying in for the night. Um, but yeah, man, protests all over, all over the city today. Um, uh, they were up at the art museum earlier today. They worked their way down the parkway, then to Broad and Vine. I think there's people still at the art museum. It's just crazy. Cop cars have been flying up and down Fairmount Ave all day. Police helicopters circling overhead. I just hope things don't get too crazy tonight. If if a protester, if, if anything pops off on Fairmount Ave, and they even think about touching my fucking car, my $1 Hyundai Accent car, I will go down there and fucking kill people. I will stab them with my fucking Kabar knife. I will shank them with hockey sticks. I'll get I'll get double minors for high sticking. I got hockey sticks in my car. I don't give a fuck. Don't touch my car. Do not touch my car. I support their cause. Don't touch my car. Ugh, crazy times, man. I think a lot of it is just like pent up. One, pent up rage and frustration at the centuries of systematic racism against black people, for one, for starters. Two, people have been locked up in their houses. Like, people haven't been outside in a long time. And a lot of people have nothing to do but protest now. A lot of a lot of the people protesting were probably working jobs that don't exist anymore, service jobs, things like that, where, you know what, we're closed, you're go get fucked. So what else are they gonna do but protest? I think I think this shit's bigger than other protests we've seen in the past, but we'll find out. We'll see how things go tonight. Alright, later. Well, I wasn't going to say this until after the credits, but Jake brought it up, so I feel like that gives me a right to talk about it. So here we go. Here's my two cents on this whole situation. Uh, what happened was fucking disgusting. I mean, I understand that police have a difficult job, and I don't want to make it seem like what they do on a day-in, day-out basis isn't very challenging because it requires a level of thinking in action that is a lot of pressure to put on any human person. I mean, human beings aren't perfect. They can't make decisions uh, perfectly all the time. But the training that we put these police officers through, I think, has to require that they have two things, patience and restraint. And in this case, that officer didn't show really either of those qualities. And to me, it's a situation where it's like there's a couple of bad eggs in every group of people. And in this particular situation, what that guy did was was wrong. And at no point in him putting his knee on that guy's throat did he show any kind of concern for just another human being's life. And that's what's so wrong about this. I mean, there's racial undertones here. And that's what people are fired up about. Don't get me wrong, but at the core of this, the thing that's so disgusting about it and why people should be outraged is just the fact that at no point did this guy have any regard for that guy's life. He never took his knee off the guy's throat. And, you know, 
I get it. Like there's there's come there's things have come out that said like oh he had underlying conditions that kind of helped lead to this so it's kind of a fluke thing or whatever. Like fuck fuck that. I mean the guy clearly was unconscious for several minutes for for like a long period of time where this cop should have recognized that he maybe crossed the line and there was a time where he could have taken his knee off the guy's throat, let him catch his breath, and everything's good. But this dude was restrained. And I, I like whatever led to that point doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what led to the point of him being on the ground. He's handcuffed. He, he may have resisted arrest. He may have been a dickhead. But as a police officer, it's your job to use that authority, a power that's been bestowed onto you that is important, that holds weight. It's important to use that in an appropriate manner and to practice patience and restraint. What this guy did to this poor guy that's now dead, it's murder. There's no other way to look at it. If you want to call it manslaughter, okay, I don't accept that. He made a choice. Do not take his knee off this man's neck. He was unconscious. People are telling him that. There's no excuse. And then you look at the record this guy had. Everybody always wants to dig up the shit on the black guy. The shit on the black guy that's this laundry list of like, look how bad he was. Well, I mean, we'll get to that in a second. But just because he has a laundry list of things he's done wrong, or he has drug problems or something else, like whatever you want to do to paint him as the the bad guy, there's no excuse for what this guy did. You can't behave that way. You're trusted as a police officer with this power that you have over society to use it appropriately to maintain order. And when you abuse that power for your own selfish interests, in this case, it was the guy just wanted to show that he had power over all these people that were sitting there yelling at him. He just wanted to show them, I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm going to continue to put my knee on this guy because I don't give a fuck. And then it comes out that this guy's actually had several incidents. So it's like, how at this point did this guy even you know, get to keep the position he had? Several red flags suggested that he was not fit for this position. He does not show restraint and patience. And all the guys around him who just kind of watched it, you know, they're just as liable for this too. Like, show some fucking balls and tell your partner, like, yo, dude, get your knee off his neck. Like, come on. I know he's being a dick, but, like, just ease up a bit. Like, you got to have, like, that moment. Sometimes people cross the line. It's an emotional world, but keep him in check. And especially if you know he has a history of this sort of shit. All that tells me is that you're kind of in on it. You're part of the problem. And I don't know what you do about this because, uh, you know, like everybody's protesting right now. And I think they have a reason to be angry and upset. And I think Jake makes a good point as Sounder. You know, these people have been in their house. They're frustrated. There's just a general like bubbling of frustration right now. 40 million people unemployed. It's only rising the number that I just said is probably irrelevant by this point. Uh, not to mention, how many times has the black community seen something like this happen where they get no justice? And you can sit here and say, well, they they should get over some of this stuff. Like, oh, they should get over slavery. It was 200 years ago. They weren't even here for it. But think about it like this. In any group or society where there's a majority, they get to make the rules. And the people that are in the minority, like black people, like Hispanic people, and all the other races, they get marginalized. And it's not a fair shake. They don't have equality the way that, you know, we do, us white folk. 
I can go down the street and do whatever the fuck I want. No one's going to bat an eyelash. But if you're black, it's different. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that it's different to be a black guy. It's different to be a Hispanic guy. It's different to be a white guy. It comes with a different set of rules and a different set of culture and a different everything. But it's not what's different that matters. It's like, yeah, we should celebrate the fact that we have unique cultures and distinct races and things like that. It shouldn't be a hindrance, though, to us just seeing that at the end of the day, it's all human beings. You have to have respect for your fellow man. So the fact that this guy was black just makes it worse because, like, there is a racial undertone to what he did. It's that he doesn't give a fuck about a black man's life because, like, to him, they're all just criminals and everything else. That's what what he did tells me that about him. And then his record just confirms it. So I think these people that are protesting and burning shit down, are they wrong for doing that? Yeah, that's not the right way to go about expressing your anger. But can you blame them? Can you blame them for feeling so angry and not having an outlet to vent that frustration? So what do they turn to? They turn to primal instinct, which is just anger. What else are they supposed to do? I mean, if you want to be productive, I guess you could say they got to strategize, mobilize, and or- organize, you know, and, and go and make change and ma- hold people accountable and all that shit. But right now, people hurt especially with all the crazy shit that's going on. So I kind of have, I kind of feel for these people. I don't, you know, I don't think what, I don't condone what they're doing in, in, the, in taking it too far, but there's plenty of people in those protests that are doing it appropriately. Like I saw one thing about a group of black men that surrounded one police officer that was about to get his shit rocked in by these, pro, like the large like gang of protesters. They stood around him in a circle, holding arms, protecting this dude. Because they understand that it's not, it's not all cops. It's not, it's not a, you know, not all black people are bad. Not all fucking cops are bad. Like, there's, there's bad eggs in every fucking group of, of anything. So when people are bad eggs, we got to toss them out. We got to put them in timeout and show them that that shit's not okay. It's not good. These guys should go to jail. I mean, whatever you want to charge them with, you know, state of Minneapolis will figure that out, but... Justice needs to be served here because this is ridiculous. I mean, it's fucking, it's ridiculous. You watch that video and you're just like, wow, that is so blatantly wrong. (laughs) Like, it doesn't feel right. Nothing about that video feels right. And I think part of the problem is just what we've done to the police force in our society. Somewhere along the lines in the 80s or 90s, we militarized the police force and they became a part a cog in the wheels of the military industrial complex where you know they're they're profiteering off of police forces by arming them and making them uh you know buy equipment and things that only lead to violent outcomes if you prepare everything from a militaristic standpoint you're going to get militaristic outcomes so what do we expect when we arm policemen to the teeth and train them uh, inappropriately in some cases and don't focus on the things that I think matter. They're there to protect and serve. So let's train them on how to do that. Conflict resolution. The conflict should not be violence. The conflict should be a dialogue. We should be able to de-escalate things with words and not violence. And when we can't do that, we use force. 
and we use force in a way that's appropriate and under control with patience and restraint. To me, it's that simple. So it starts with training. It starts with just acknowledging that there's a fucking problem and doing something to fucking fix it. How many times does shit like this have to happen before we just do something about it? You know, it's stupid. It's an easy fucking solution. Anyway, there's my rant. That's how I feel. Um, Take it for what it's worth. Whatever. Who fucking cares? Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Leave you on this note. We'll go off on a positive note or a funny note, if you will. Uh, Today, or not today, this week, uh, on a work call, sometimes I have to go upstairs to take work calls because I'm kind of a dickhead. When I take work calls, I just talk so fucking loud with no awareness of how loud I'm talking because I have headphones on. And Jen's trying to do work, and I'm just like, we're both in the same room, and I'm just screaming. So I'll go upstairs to take phone calls. And sometimes during phone calls, you know, I got to use the bathroom. I drink all the shit ton of coffee. I drink on an entire French press. It's like 32 ounces of fucking coffee. It's probably not good. I shit like fucking crazy. And sometimes it just comes on suddenly. And this uh, this week, uh, I was on a call, and I felt it coming, put myself on mute, made sure a hundred times that I was on mute, because you never know. You fucking test it out, you're like, <laughs> and you wait to see if anyone giggles or anything, and then they don't, so you're like, okay, I'm on mute. I took, I try, I went to the bathroom, and I shit my pants before I could get to the toilet, so that happened to me. I shit myself in my own bathroom, uh, in my own house, so there you go. A moment of levity for all of you out there in podcast land. Uh, That's it for today. We'll see you next week. We'll we'll try to get back on the regular schedule. It's just been tough, you know, pregnant wife and such. Um, Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you out there in Vedonks. It's been Talkin'-ish with your commish. Fantasy football updates to come. Get back to being fantasy football podcast, but we'll see you next time. Six-gun sound is our claim to fame.
about giving it to her and God dog it. just got uh cucked still listening i'm still here i'm always here but sometimes i'm there and every time i'm under there underwear i just made you say underwear <laughs> all right i'm drunk I'll, I'll see you next time